the Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome back to a Friday evening. 5.01, your start time for hour number two of the Full Court Press. It's 106.9 FM, 1390 AM and 106.9thefan.com. Thanks for joining us, however, and wherever you're doing so. Hopefully your Friday evening is good. As you're driving home, please be safe. If you're head over to Bear Lake for Raspberry Days, please, please, please be safe. Don't rush yourself. Take your time. Uh, that canyon can be treacherous at any point, so I can be very safe. Hey, they're talking about Devin Booker on NBA's TNT. Did you hear this thing by Draymond Green? No. <laughs> this is Draymond Green talking about Devin Booker. Tell me if you see a fine coming at some point. It's great to see Book playing well and Phoenix playing well, but get my man out of Phoenix. It's, it's not good for him. It's not good for his career. Sorry, Chuck, but uh, wow. Book, they got to get Book out of Phoenix. I need my man to go somewhere where he can play great basketball all the time and win because he's that type of player. Are you tampering? Maybe. <laughs> that might be a problem, sir. Magic Johnson made very vague comments, and he got fined big time for tampering. Yes. I would imagine Draymond Green's going to see something similar to that. Yeah. You know, but he is right. Well, and Ernie Johnson, straight up, are you tampering? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, not like, a, uh, I don't think so. I just feel like he's a good basketball player. No, it's, yeah, maybe. But how do you walk away from that either? When you're like, hey, they need to get my man Devin out of Phoenix and go play for a good basketball. Who the heck else is he talking about? Well, it, it could mean anyone. But what are you talking about, dude? They, uh, you get clear. Devin Booker to come to Golden State? Well, Golden State's not playing good basketball right now. Well, they will be when Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and <laughs> Devin Booker yeah, are there. They'll, yeah, they'll be okay when they all come back from injury. And Giannis. But you know what? That Yes, Phoenix Suns, they have had a lot of issues lately. But you look how they're playing now and some of the things that they were doing before the break. And this is a young team that uh, they, they believe in their head coach. They believe in their development system now. They've made some pretty significant changes with their front office. This is a program that's trying to turn things around. Yeah. So Devin Booker, obviously a big part of that, and some of the other moves that they've been making. So I don't think it's – I think maybe a little bit premature to dump on the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I didn't have a lot of faith with them. I thought the management did a horrible job uh, during Hornacek's years and even during uh, Igor uh, Koskov's years. Uh, where they just they didn't give him the necessities to be able to build a basketball team or coach a basketball team. It was extremely hard. So, all right, if you want to join our show, you can text in at 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321. If you want to call in, it's 435-752-1069. Uh, we, we just talked some Utah Jazz basketball in the first hour. By the way, we also got to some Mountain West Conference United uh, where the players are asking for some reasonable uh, request, There's a couple on there that make you shrug your shoulders, such as uh, if someone stays out or sits out for COVID-19 health reasons, that they get an additional uh, year of eligibility because of that. And, you know, a lot of these kids have plans in the future. At least I hope they do, right? They're going to get a degree at Utah State University or wherever, and and want to do something great with their life, and if that's if they don't get to play at the next level, then then build their career elsewhere and somehow, uh, you know, do something great with their degree, whatever it's in. 
doing an extra year of eligibility also messes up a roster big time. It can also hurt recruiting to a degree because you don't know if a guy's going to go or stay. Uh, if he does stick around, can you continue to recruit deeper on that position? So there's some conversation with that. I think it makes you shrug your shoulders just a little bit. Uh, if that's even possible. So, again, Mountain West United, uh, Mountain West Conference came out with an immediate reply uh, saying they've seen it, they've read it, they're you know looking into some things to where they can help build a united way between the Mountain West Conference and its athletes, which is great. Well, and you know what? It's, it's, it's safety-related. It's safety-focused, unlike the Pac-12 where half of it is, is financially... I need money after this, yeah. Right, like... We wanted to split half the revenues. That's insane. I mean, it's just never going to happen. I get it. It's a could be just a negotiation tactic. You shoot high just to get somewhere in the middle. But, but I mean, if you're if the whole argument is unreasonable, why negotiate? Uh, but with this one at the Mountain West, these are these are safety related questions and concerns that these players have. And I get it. it you want to make sure that you're being taken care of. The only thing that, uh, as I said last hour, is that it it looks like either the players didn't really read what the Mountain West was going to do, like they already had this made up in their minds, and then they released it because the Mountain West comes right out the same evening saying, uh, "We're already addressing these things. We've already made it clear. A lot of these things they're asking for, we're going to be doing, and a few other things we can do some education on." So, um. You know what? I have no problem with the uh, player saying, uh, voicing a, a concern. Saying, "Hey, I just want to make sure we're taken care of here. If uh, you know we're out here playing this game, is this only for money?" Now, a lot of people are coming back with that, but it's it's so much more than that. Why these games are played, and if it is just about money, it's not necessarily a bad thing either. Because it's about funding the athletic department. It's about giving opportunities for a lot of people to go to college and receive an education that they normally would never have. So don't give me this, it's all about money argument because to some degree it kind of is, but that's not a bad thing either. Yes, I, I've gone on record many times saying I believe that the financial structure of college athletics is way out of whack. But it also provides some truly tremendous benefits for people who never would have those opportunities to have that kind of a quality education. That's very well said. Uh, let's go back to the NBA hardware of basketball. Brooklyn right now leading Sacramento big time, 103-86, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. Philadelphia down by one to Orlando, 23-22. That game is on TNT. They're closing out the first frame. Utah Falls to San Antonio, 119-111. We'll get into their next two games here in just a bit. Memphis, surprisingly, all over Oklahoma City. 121-92 is your final. That's Memphis's first win inside the bubble. Uh, Washington, New Orleans will be at 6 o'clock tonight. And then your capper for the night on TNT, Boston and Toronto in the Eastern Conference. Two powerhouses, one sitting at 2, one sitting at 3. Uh, Utah Jazz lose today to the Spurs. Still in okay condition, but they got a biggie tomorrow. That would be Denver at 1.30. That'll be on TNT. Then Monday on August 10th, they get Dallas at 1 p.m. That's on NBA TV before they cap off the restart season with San Antonio. That game is to be determined. We'll let you know as soon as we hear the announcement. If that does enter into our show, we will we'll step aside for David Locke and Ron Boone, and you'll hear the game on this very station. Uh, let's start with Denver. 
Eric, uh, Denver fall, fell last night. Uh, yeah, Portland. To Portland, and, and Damian Lillard had himself an incredible night. Uh, Damian Lillard's numbers are uh, 41 minutes, 13 to 21 from the field. He was 11 of 18 from deep and 8 of 10 from the free throw line. He finishes with 45 points, 12 assists, 4 rebounds, uh, 3 steals. Yeah, I, Damian Lillard is just another, another level. planet, isn't he? Especially this time of year. Yeah. He finds another gear. Good for him. Yeah, he does it in the playoffs. Hey, if you're the Lakers, and we'll get into the Nuggets in just a bit, if you're the Lakers, you're watching that saying, please, for the love of all that is good, do not let us play Portland in the first <laughs> round. Whatever you do. Basically, I feel like L.A. doesn't have one. Portland may not have the big men to, to, to touch LeBron or Anthony Davis, uh, no, not to the same level, but Nurkic can get in there and mix things up. But the the real problem with the Lakers, which I think where you're going, is, is that they court. don't have the guards anywhere close to hang with what Portland has. Yeah, CJ McCollum last night, by the way, finishes in 40 minutes, 4 of 15 from the field, 13 points, 3 of 5 from deep, and 2 of 2 at the line. He did have 6 boards, 6 assists. But again, like you said, and by the way, Carmelo Anthony started last night in 32 minutes. He was old Carmelo Anthony, two of eight from the field, one of two from deep with seven points, five boards, and no assist. Jeez, <laughs> Carmelo, calm it down. Uh, but for the Nuggets, Jokic uh, in 24 minutes, three of eight from the field, eight points. That's what Jokic did to Jokic. Say that ten times really fast. But I <laughs> yeah. just, if Jokic has someone who is equal to his level in size and in physicality, the Joker can't do anything. He struggles mightily. His numbers prove that. Can Rudy Gobert be effective continually over Jokic like he has been so far in during their history of their matchup? Yeah, that's a great point. That's the real that's the real kicker um, for the Jazz. If they can uh, kind of mitigate uh, Nikola Jokic, if they can diminish what he normally does offensively, he's a great facilitator too. I mean, he had 13 assists. He didn't do many rebounds. He didn't score a whole lot, but he facilitated. He was like the leading assist man uh, for the game. Um, and so if he doesn't get it, he draws so much attention, and he can see over everybody else, he can find the open guy. Um, but usually, I'm okay. If he's trying to facilitate out, um, if, if he has the ball as, a, as an option to score, I think it's more of a threat. Uh, if he kicks it out, the guys around him that are trying to score aren't as effective scorers. So I'm okay with Jokic kicking it out. Uh, how about uh, Michael Porter Jr. for the or for the Nuggets last night? 34 minutes, 10 of 18 from the field, 4-7 from 3, 3-3 at the line for 27 points, 12 boards, 2 assists. But because his starting lineup was so ineffective, he finishes at a minus 12. Yeah, Porter Jr. has actually had some pretty good games yeah. here in the bubble. The power fort, what position scares you the most about tomorrow afternoon's game? Ooh, um, that's a good question. Probably, probably that, that power that's forward. That's exactly what I was going to say. Because there's Jeremy Grant and Porter Jr. that I don't think the Jazz really have an answer for either, either way. Yeah, either way, with either guy. George Nying is going to get eaten alive if they get Porter Jr. out there on him. Right, he'll have a heyday. 
Uh, Royce O'Neal, and that's the other guy who set out yesterday. Sorry, it's Royce O'Neal. I forgot. Or today's no. game. Yeah, Royce is going to draw one of those guys. He's got to be on his A game. And I know he did a great job on LeBron, but you've really got to be on your A game with Porter Jr. because he's so effective on the dribble drive. He's great from the perimeter. He's He's got great post moves inside on the block. Porter Jr. scares me to death, and like you said, it doesn't really get that much easier with Jeremy Grant right after that. Uh, Mason Plumley yesterday, 27 minutes, 13, or excuse me, yeah, yesterday, 27 minutes, 13 points, 7 boards, 5 assists. I don't know how Plumley was able to play on that uh, Olympic uh, summer team. They must nobody have been really else desperate. wanted to. Yeah, but even... Dude, they were even, desperate. But even Plumley lost minutes. Like, as the tournament went on, he lost minutes a lot. Because they just realized how ineffective he was. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah. The, I mean, the Joker, Grant, Porter Jr., I think are really your two, three most scary guys. The, the thing I like for the Jazz is that their bench is not that effective. It, it might be really whose bench can actually squeak out the most points and the most productive minutes. And if it's the Jazz, which it could be if Jordan Clarkson can find himself again, I like the Jazz in this game. Well, I mean, look what Trailblazers did. They went to a very short bench. Oh, they yeah, three guys. Right. They had three guys that come off, and, right. and Gary Trent Jr. was the only one who played like real significant minutes. So it was a really short bench. Do you have his line? I don't. Trent. Yeah. Thirty-six minutes, twenty-seven points, four assists, oh, two steals, is. three boards. I mean, very, Jeez. very seven for ten from three. So very effective. <laughs> so uh, they've they've gone, and there's a few other teams that have done this. They're like, look, we're not traveling as much. We're in a we're in a hunt here. We're just going to play our best guys, and we're just going to play them a lot because we think we can get a little bit more out of them. There's no getting on a plane, arriving home late, jet lag. You can get your treatments that night, and you're in your in your bed. And you played an early morning game today, like you said. Like you have plenty of time to rest and recuperate and find your legs. What X factor on the Jazz? needs to play extremely well. What sleeper player would you have in mind that has to play well? A non-starter? Yes, please. You're going to laugh when I say this. No, go ahead. Tony Bradley. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can see that. Because it's, Rudy Gobert has such an impact on the game defensively, but he had a growing impact on the game offensively that when he goes out, it's such a significant... It can be such a significant drop-off. Uh, Bradley, I'm liking what I'm seeing in his development... If he can give the the Jazz quality, active minutes, not in foul trouble, affecting shots, grabbing rebounds, and uh, maybe even the occasional alley-oop or putback, I think that makes a big difference. Because then Rudy can sit for longer stretches of time, and when he's in, he's got more fuel in the tank. So that's a really important one for me. Uh, for me, I'm going to turn it all the way to... Uh yeah, Moutier. Sorry, um, with with Morgan out, uh, with them short on the backcourt for the most part, if if Moutier sees minutes and I think he will tomorrow, it's got to be productive minutes, even if it's ten or twelve minutes, it's got to be productive minutes because you're not going to get a lot of bench contribution from George Yang. Hopefully, Tony Bradley comes ready to go. Hopefully, Jordan Clarkson will find his shooting touch again. But Moody is going to have to be someone who's going to take pressure off of Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. If they can do that and spread the court, that bench, the product, I mean, just they have a really good shot of beating Denver and and maybe even getting a runaway game here. 
I, I'm curious to know. I'm curious to watch, especially tomorrow, and maybe even on Monday. Who of the guys today, the second and third string guys, who ends up getting extra minutes and opportunities because of how they played today? Ask that again. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know of who of these second and third string guys who got a lot of minutes today. Yep. Uh huh. Which of them, or how many of them, get basically earned extra opportunities now? Oh, like are we going to see yeah, Mia? That's a good point. Mia Oni, dude, man, play some rotation minutes now, especially that uh, Juan, is, Morgan's out. See, that sucks. Is what like Juwan Morgan has earned himself some good minutes, Eric, and now that he injured his knee, you got to find somebody else to turn to, and I don't know if anybody else is ready. That includes Moutier. I, I was becoming a huge fan of Juwan Morgan in the bubble. I, I, I hope that Juwan Morgan can, fi- can come back for Monday's game against Dallas because they'll definitely need those minutes against Dallas. I mean, Oni played some good defensive minutes. He shot well from beyond the arc. What was his line again? Sorry. Oni? Yeah. Uh, he was two for four from three. He had four rebounds. Excuse me, seven rebounds. Oh, wow. One steal, 14 points, only one turnover. Or, or like Gerald Brantley. I doubt we'll see a lot of him because we just really haven't seen much of him at all. But, you know, I just, I just I wonder who we might see a little bit more of now based on how they played today. Yeah, someone's going to have to step up from the bench. With Morgan's injury and if anybody else has a lingering, you know, pain... Then, uh, or just need to somebody gets in foul trouble. These guys got some quality minutes against the Spurs team that's fighting to get into the playoffs, who played their starters. Yeah, and you and like you said, and you pushed hour one. Yeah, you, these second, third stringers pushed the Spurs. Only lost by eight, and we're really down by six with like five minutes left, I believe. And then Quinn Snyder, for some weird reason, pulled Clarkson. I'm just saying how odd that was. <laughs> it's just how odd that is. Uh, all right, so now we turn our attention after Denver, Eric. Uh, Jazz Mavericks on Monday. We're going to preview that game because it's earlier before our show starts. Uh, That's a juicy matchup, yeah. too. Uh, tell me, is there anybody on the Jazz that can match up with Luka Doncic that you feel comfortable with? Royce O'Neal. That's you, probably who uh, I would I would defensively that would be his assignment. Cuz he can't stop Luka. I think maybe he can slow him down, but he can't stop him. And Kristaps Porzingis also scares me to death. Kristaps is a very good player especially on the perimeter. Rudy Gobert is not a good defender on the perimeter, gets beat a lot. That matchup also scares me if if uh KP can lull him out to the perimeter. It's going to just find a huge opening inside. And that's another one where I think Tony Bradley's going to have to be really good. If KP does get matched up on Bradley, someone else is going to have to come below and help. Or else it's just going to... Both guys but, are going to get torched. But Dallas has some stars. There's no question. Yeah. But they're one in three in the bubble. Now, two of those, they just didn't know how to close them out. They had leads and they just did, couldn't close the door. That was against Houston and Phoenix. Yeah. They... It took them overtime to beat Sacramento. That's crazy to me. So, and then the other loss was against the Clippers. So, 
That's crazy. We like to, to talk about how good Luka Doncic is. And, uh, Lucas, or excuse me, Kristaps Porzingis. He's a unicorn. Um, but but Eric, again, I look to the fact that if they can't, they don't keep know up, how to close games out. Yeah, but we don't know how to freaking do the same thing. I feel like, like if we have our bench in there at any point, that lead of 12, 13, 15 points is washed, gone. Because we can't have a bench that's consistent enough. And I feel like if their bench can can come out and play well, we're torched. We can't because our, our starting lineup can do only so much. They can only play so many minutes. I don't feel confident against Dallas. I really don't. Um, I hope I'm wrong. I hope Grayson Noah has a great game defensively. He's going to have to do a lot defensively. Again, has to do a lot defensively. If he does end up being a matchup with Doncic, and Rudy Gobert is going to have to honestly play his best defensive game against KP. Uh, in their last game against the Clippers, uh, Porzingis had 30 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, and a block. Luka Doncic, 29 points, 6 assists, 3 rebounds. Two really good players, no question. But there really wasn't a third threat. So, I mean, there have been times where uh, Dallas has had that uh, unknown player just have a great game. Tim Hardaway Jr. or somebody else kind of surprised the Jazz a little bit. Delonte Wright even. But I just don't see that there's a lot of consistency with anybody besides Porzingis and Doncic. So, yes, they're going to be a challenging opponent, but... The way that they're playing, they're not closing teams out. There's, they're not getting a lot of help. I'm not as worried about that game as I was before the start of the bubble. It'll still be a tough challenge, but not as concerned as I was earlier. Again, that game is going to be at 1 o'clock here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan uh, versus Dallas, and then they finish up the season Against San Antonio, no game time is set yet. We're still waiting to hear. That probably won't be decided until after Monday when other games have also been uh, played so they can put together the right lineup they want uh, to get the best games for TNT and ESPN or even ABC for that matter. You know, we talked about the Jazz sitting players. Denver yeah. also sat players. Should note this when they played against Portland. Um, Jamal Murray did not play. Gary oh, Harris did Murray not play. Didn't play. Will Barton has not played for the last four games. Paul Millsap sat for rest on Thursday. He should be back in the lineup on Saturday. <laughs> but that's part of the reason why Michael Porter Jr. has done so well because he's had extra opportunities, extra playing time. Really quickly, let's go through the standings one more time. Lakers right now in the one seed. They've clinched that one seed. It's solely theirs, and they'll finish with the one seed in going into the playoffs. The Clippers are three games away from their magic number of Ke- of uh, clinching the two seed. They love to clinch that two seed, too. Uh, Nuggets are at three. Rockets at four. Jazz at five. And the separation between the three of those teams right now is two games. So Rockets are at four. Jazz have moved to fifth now, so they have dropped a spot, Eric. And I guess it really doesn't matter that whole much. But Oklahoma City right now is a half a game behind the Utah Jazz. So it's, what, two and a half games between Oklahoma City Thunder and the Denver Nuggets. That's three and seven, or three and six, excuse me. The Mavericks are in seventh, and uh, Memphis right now is in eighth. They finished, or excuse me, they're a game ahead of Portland. Uh, 
I would say Memphis is going to lose that eight spot to Portland. Comfortably, I could say that. The way Portland's playing, man, it's. I think it'll be a, a, a that nine eight play in tournament between those two teams. Between those two teams, I mean, Phoenix is going to try to have something to say about that, but I think they just have a little bit further to go than than uh, Portland does. By the way, speaking of, uh, I want to get back to Denver real quickly. Yeah. They're, uh, according to some of the reports I'm reading today, uh, that they're, those, uh, uh, Mike, excuse me, uh, Paul Millsap is expected to be back on Saturday, but there are other starters who sat are probably going to miss Saturday's game as well. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and Will Barton. Wow. I mean, Jamal Murray's the biggest blow there. Yeah. So is he out tomorrow? Likely. They haven't ruled it official, haven't made it official, but it's likely that he'll miss. We have a chance to win tomorrow. We definitely have a chance if to win the, tomorrow. If all the Jazz players start. Which I'd imagine they are. Which I imagine they would. So, see what happens. Okay, so two games, Nuggets, Mavericks, they finish what out of those two? How do they 1-1, one 2-0, 0-2? Two oh, oh Sorry, say that one more time. How do the Jazz finish it by Monday, those two games? Mm. By Monday afternoon? Yep. Um, I think they go 2-2. Two and two, Or excuse me, 2-0. 2-0. Oh. Oh. But you think they beat both? I think they beat both. I I'm think that say even though they one. lost today, I think that Jazz organization is feeling pretty good about themselves. Why? Because no star... I mean, Joe Ingles played. Minimal but minutes. very minimal. And all of their second, third string guys played really tough. So, and I, with the starters on the bench cheering them on in a close game, in a game that really doesn't matter, I think the Jazz have maybe a little bit of confidence, even though they lost. Again, that game tomorrow is at 1.30, and then the Mavericks game is on 1 o'clock on Monday. We'll follow that game immediately with recap um, and thoughts and the breakdown of the Jazz weekend and Monday afternoon games. Uh, let's take a break. Coming back, Idaho is not allowing the high schools to play at Holt Arena where Idaho State plays. Eric's got some more information on that. We're going to turn the mic over to him in just a bit when we come back from break. He's going to give us a little bit more, uh, uh, some news, and maybe some analysis as well of, of what that means for a couple of local schools who are supposed to be playing in Idaho. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press, 106.9 The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 106.9thefan.com. Full Court Press, Eric France and Audrey Salison here. Friday afternoon, Friday evening, I guess. Good to have you joining us, however and wherever you are doing so from. Uh, earlier news today, Eric, why don't you give us the earlier news today announced by Idaho and then the news that you're getting now. Well, uh, this is in regards to the Big Sky. Um, Big Sky announcing that they're going to do conference only in the spring. Um, but... There is still some, uh, I guess, decisions being made if if schools can do non-conference games on their own in the fall. They're still considering that. Uh, but 
basically eight, nine FCS conferences have already canceled their fall seasons, moved everything into the spring. Idaho Vandals, they want to move everything into the spring. But Idaho State, there's some talk about them still wanting to be available. So, but what we do know with Idaho State is that uh, because of this uh, Big Sky announcement, um, they're actually, they've made up their mind that they are not going to do anything this fall. They've announced they're going to postpone everything into the spring of 2021. Uh, but um, <laughs> what's interesting is they're, they're not going to use their facilities, and apparently they don't want anyone to use their facilities. Normally in the fall, uh, there's a couple different high schools in the Pocatello area that like to have their games played in the Holt Arena. It's kind of a big deal for them to do that, especially later in the year. You know, it gets cold. You got weather. It's it's a fun thing to do. Uh, the Holt Arena has also hosted several different uh, playoff games. I know West High, for a number of different times, uh, have gone through this, those state playoffs and won state championships in that arena. Uh, but they're saying, nope, we don't want anybody to use the arena this fall. What that means for people around here is that there is what's called the Rocky Mountain Rumble. And teams from Idaho and Utah come together, and it's a couple of days. There are games that are on Friday. There are games on Saturday. And they converge there to play their games. Well, now the Idaho State is saying, sorry, can't do it here. So could they move to a different location, or do they, I mean, can you still have it? At a different location? So according to the Idaho State Journal, uh, it does look like they're in the process of uh, moving the this Rocky Mountain Rumble to Madison High School in Rexburg. Oh, that's a letdown. So it's not the same type of <laughs> I, arena. I'm sorry, but that really is a letdown. But Skyview, Skyview was going to participate in that. Um, Mountain Crest was going to participate in that. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe uh, Box Elder was also going to participate in that. Now, their games for uh, Skyview and Mountain Crest, I believe those games were going to be on on the Saturday. Uh, the Skyview game later in the evening, the Mountain Crest game in the morning. Mountain Crest was supposed to play Bonneville at 10 a.m. So they still have to play... Bonneville at 10 a.m., but up in Rexburg. And with the Cache County School District's rule that you can't stay overnight, there's no overnight travel, oh, man, I feel for those kids. Do they try to make an, a, a change, make an arrangement that they can get a little, little bit later start time? Are you really going to get on a bus at 4 a.m., 5 a.m. for a three-hour bus ride? And then be ready to play a football game at 10? Ugh, what a mess. So we'll keep a very close eye on this. That game that was uh, supposed to happen the 28th and 29th in Pocatello. Um, it affects some of the schools around here in Region 11. Uh, so 
soon as we find out, we'll let you know. <laughs> Eric, according to Steve Berkowitz of USA Today, NCAA Chief Medical Officer Brian Hainline says on the NCAA Twitter cast that college sports is, quote, an exceptionally narrow, end quote, place in terms of having fall sports. Almost everything will have to be perfectly aligned to move forward. How much of it is the NCAA being able to make a decision, and how much of it is the Power 5 commissioners pushing around the NCAA? Because the NCAA has not really shown a lot of leadership or decision-making throughout the whole entire process. Yeah, I think that the, the Power 5 conferences are throwing their weight around. They they have for a long time. I don't, I don't see it being anything different all of a sudden. So I think they're pulling in a lot of the strings. Uh, again, it's just it's it's interesting to hear from a chief medical officer that that college sports is an exceptionally narrow, as he says, place in terms of having fall sports. And and to say that it's gonna have to be it's going to need to be perfectly aligned to move forward, it's not going to be perfectly aligned. No matter what, there's always going to be twists and turns, zigs and zags. It's impossible to have a perfectly aligned able to still play football. We refer to them as the Power Five. They prefer to be called the Autonomous Five. I could care and less. And it's for a reason. They want to be able to ha- call their own shots, do it their own way. And maybe we're getting closer to that day that we thought would come at some point where they finally break away from the NCAA and say, we're going to do it our own way. We're going to pay our players. Uh, we're going to have, you know, uh, we don't have to abide by your rules. <laughs> and we can, when we do recruiting, we can offer incentives to come sign for us. Yeah, how would that be? If and when they are allowed to offer incentives financially in part of recruiting, it is going to be a mess. And, by the way, I, I was watching a 30 for 30, the SMU 30 for 30. It's really, really, really good. Uh, Pony Express. If that's the case, if they start allowing players to be incentivized, I want an apology written out to, like, Eric Dickerson, Reggie Bush. Those guys who were great football players, did a lot for the game of college football, and were punished the way they were, including, like, Reggie Bush, or, or Chris Weber for that matter, too. Chris never Chris Weber will never get the apology he deserves from Michigan. Despite what he did and how he took Michigan to New Heights. When Duke and North Carolina and Kentucky ruled the world. I just say, like, if there is gonna be incentives, great, but it's gonna make recruiting an absolute crap show. Uh where hey, I have the highest dollar with and, and there's gonna be things included. There's gonna be major Cheating included, like, I mean, in you're going to see someone, hey, I have this amount of money, but we also have a home for your mom, a car for your dad, a uh, this or that or the other, you know, to make sure that their family's taken care of, because it, it's always going to be, like, for the Pac-12, they want money, but it's always going to be something more, like, money will then not be enough, they need something else to it, and that's that's the part that scares me the most, if they do give them what they want, you're going to see other Power 5 conferences ask for the same thing, including revenue, uh, and then you're going to see even being more put on the table from the players because it's just how it is. It's college football. NCAA is greedy. The players will be greedy too. As brutal as that sounds. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts to that, Eric? No, no. I, I just – although 
I, I think that actually this coronavirus has probably slowed that down. If, if oh, these, good point. If these uh, big institutions, they they generate tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars every year. And if they can't sell tickets, they can't have fans, um, yeah, it's going to affect them. Yeah, Who knows how many of them really uh, uh, practice sound financial uh, you know, practices, who's really good about that, who, uh, who has money in reserves, how many of them are over-leveraged, and how many of them are just hanging on. They only survive because of the, the TV money or what the conference kicks back to them. Uh, if that all f- comes undone, what does it look like for those big guys? So it, it's probably delaying that that uh, that inevitable thing that we thought was going to happen with them breaking away and doing their own thing. Yeah. Hey, speaking of coronavirus, uh, as you mentioned at the top of the hour and four o'clock, uh, Cubs Cardinals had their series three game series for the weekend postponed. Uh, another St. Louis player tested positive. Uh, that's by the way a total of eight now that have tested positive for the coronavirus since last week. Um, the Cardinals, by the way, haven't played a game since July 29th because of all the positive tests. Uh, they were allowed to travel from Milwaukee back to St. Louis. And the MLB released its most recent testing numbers Friday that there were 13,043 samples taken last week with 13 positive tests for a 0.1% positive rate. I don't even think it's about what the percentage of positive rate is. is the fact that people are still testing positive. That's still not a good sign. Uh, 53,826 overall samples have returned 71 positive tests. Of those 71 positive results, 49 are players and 22 are staff members. Ugh, they aren't going to fix it. They just can't fix it. It's too hard to control. Well, I, and I think that's what a lot of these, these uh, college football players, they're watching what's going on in, in Major League Baseball, where they're yeah, traveling absolutely. all over, traveling from game to game. There's a significant difference people need to realize. There is a time gap in football that does not exist in, in baseball. Um, but still, it's kind of dicey. Cardinals will need to make up a series with the Detroit Tigers and a doubleheader. We'll do that on the 13th. And then to play the White Sox on September 10th, uh, that was supposed to be played at the Field of Dreams in Iowa on August 13th. I'm still bummed that they had to cancel that. Gosh dang it. Instead, they're going to go back to that boring field in Chicago on August 14th and play there at the... Uh, it's not AT&T Field. I can't remember. It's... Uh, I can't remember the freaking name. City Field. No. I can't remember what it is. Anyways, they're going the to baseball walk... baseball diamond. Yeah. That sucks. They, missed, they have to cancel, cancel the Field of Dreams scene. All right, let's take a break. Coming back, it's your favorite segment of the week. It's our pick six where I have not... I repeat, I have not got Eric a gift yet. I'm still waiting. And I'll be gone till Thursday, actually. And if we don't have a show Thursday because of jazz basketball, you won't get your gift until Friday. I'll get you something cool from Vegas. It's a long time to wait. You'll owe me two times, I'm sure. Well, you're no, lose I, this no week. I did. I you're going to lose. I got you a Reese's today. No, you didn't. That was Shauna's generosity. Well, I got it from Shania to give to you. But I got it from Shania because it was for me, but instead I gifted it to you. So that counts. No, it doesn't. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan.
Eric France and LJ South since the full court press 106 on FM 1390 AM or streaming on 1069 thefancom uh, hey, Great news, news out of Hawaii. Yeah, some news out of Hawaii. <laughs> now, they were supposed to start their season with the adjusted season uh, September 26th against Robert Morris. That's an FCS team from Pennsylvania. Well, as we know, a lot of FCS um, conferences are canceling and delaying until the spring. So they got that news. And then uh, today they're saying, well, uh, they were supposed to start their camp today, and they've suspended that indefinitely. I guess the player tested positive, and they're not exactly sure when exactly their season's going to start, so they're just pushing pause on a few things. Wonderful. Just freaking awesome. Uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get to pick six here. You all know the drill. Three lines from each of us, yes or no's, over-unders, whatever it may be. Winner gets a treat the following week. Or two weeks, depending on what's going on. Eric won the last one in a 6-0 sweep. Just bash me. You got a few right. You got two you went right. You 6-0. Oh. But I went, I went a perfect 6-for-6. Six six. I went a perfect 6-for-6. Six six. That doesn't happen very often here on the press. No, it doesn't. No, that, that's definitely true. All right, Eric, why don't you go ahead and kick it off for us, will you please? Okay, the Utah Jazz seed as of Monday morning. Oh, good one. Five and a half. Take the over or the under. Five and a half. Yes. Under. They'll be they'll be better than five and a half. So they could be the four seed or the five seed, or maybe even the three seed. Yes. Three seeds out of consideration, but you think they could be either the four or the five as of Monday morning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they split, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay, wait. Time out, time out, time out. No, no, no. Hold on. You got to clarify it then. Are we talking about Monday morning or after Dallas? Monday afternoon. I have it written down. Utah Jazz seed as of Monday morning. Okay. Ah, uh, see. Five At and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, I'm going to stick with under. I am also going with the under. I thought you would, too. Uh, tomorrow, Dallas and Milwaukee, and what should be a really good one, Eric. I'm actually excited about this game. Luka Doncic will have 20.5 points and 11.5 assists over under. What if he goes over on one and under on the other? Then it doesn't count. He's got to have both. No. Okay. Um, I'm going to say against Milwaukee. Yeah. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under as well. They're really good defensively. Yeah, they are. They're sound. Okay, Jazz blocks as a team. Block shots for the Utah Jazz versus the Denver Nuggets. Okay. Four and a half. Mm. Block shots. Ooh, that's a good line, Eric. Spicy. Uh, Let's go. Ooh. Oh, God, man. Four and a half is good. Uh, As a team, blocked shots for the Utah Jazz against <laughs> the Denver Nuggets on Saturday. I'm going to go over. You said four and a half, right? Four and a half. Oh, geez. That's a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'll go over. I'm also going over. Really? You are? Yep. Wow. 
No kidding. I would thought we would have said under for sure. Uh, Clippers, Portland, tomorrow. This, there's some good games on tomorrow, by the way, Eric. Uh, Clippers, Portland, tomorrow. Damian Lillard has had a great bubble so far. Can he continue tomorrow? 21 and a half points over under versus Clippers. Over. Shoot, I should have let that higher. I knew you were going to say that. I debated too. Over. Gosh! AJ, <laughs> we are in sync so far on every one of our well, picks. Well, that's because that was a bad, and I knew it was a bad line when I was debating it today, and I, I should have went higher. All right, here is a non-basketball line. Okay. Maybe this will break the tie with us so far. Going to Major League Baseball. Garrett Cole is scheduled to be on the mound against the Tampa Rays on Saturday. I've set the number of strikeouts at five and a half. Garrett Cole strikeouts against the Rays at five and a half. Over. Go over or under? Over. Absolutely over. I'm going to take the under. Wow. That's nice of you. Uh, one more, right? Yep. Tony Finau, right now in the PGA Championship, Eric, is at minus four, and he's tied for 11th. By Sunday evening, Tony Finau, minus five and a half, over under. Uh, I'm going to take the over. Got to be kidding me. I'll go under for kicks and giggles. I was going to say over because he's played that back nine so well. So we're clear by saying over. Better than five and a half is over. No, sorry, sorry. Better than five and a half is under. So if he's like a minus six and a half, that would be considered under. Yeah, because in golf terms, that'd be under. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. And what did you say? I took the over. Yeah, I'm taking the under. So you're thinking he'll do better than five and a half. I'm thinking I don't think he can. Yeah, you're thinking I'm thinking that we're thinking. <laughs> yeah, something like Tony that. Finau, I think, can play that back nine so well, but it's been tricky for him too. He struggled a little bit on holes number one through five. Played great on the other. Yeah, I got confidence in Mr. Finau. Let's go ahead and take a break, come back, wrap it up, and call it an evening here. Call it a weekend for you on the Full Court Press. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's the Full Court Press, Eric France and Andre Salveson on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. Thanks for joining us for the uh, Friday. I hope your Fridays have been great and I hope you've enjoyed our show. Eric, why don't you give us a, a little what we have learned today? Uh, recap. couple big things. The uh, Big Sky Conference, they have canceled fall football, fall sports. Um, and so that means they won't have their their uh, FCS playoffs. That won't happen. Uh, basically, the Southern Utah game is gone from Utah State's schedule. So how do the Aggies fill that spot? Uh, we learned today Conference USA can have up to four non-conference games. So maybe it is another G5 team that Utah State schedules to fill that uh, that extra open space. We also learned that uh, because of the Big Sky announcement, Idaho State 
will not be doing anything this fall, but they don't want anyone doing anything this fall in their arenas, in their facilities. There's the uh, Rocky Mountain Rumble that takes place in the fall, in late August, and it pits Idaho schools against Utah schools at the high school football level, and Idaho State saying, nope, can't use our arena. And so they'll have to find a new venue for that, and it looks like it appears to be Madison High School in Rexburg is where things seem to be moving uh, for that. That affects Skyview, Mountain Crest, and Box Elder, if I'm not mistaken. Do how quickly do they need to find a res- do you, can you reschedule a game or I mean, as the thing is, do you almost want to find somebody else to play? I I don't know, maybe it's too late though because you can't have a buy, you can't cancel the game. But you have to travel there to play. Well, and it means a lot for RPI too. Yeah, oh, yeah that's a, that's a, I didn't think about that, the RPI. And that's going to be big this year. Well, I mean, if it's, we had John Oglesby on before, and he said if a team has to miss a game, it doesn't necessarily negatively affect your RPI because it's just about your winning percentage. But if somebody else can play a game and it, and it jumps you because you didn't play that game, it's... And you play a better opponent. Yeah. Yeah, can have an effect. Absolutely. Utah Jazz tomorrow versus the Denver Nuggets. That's at one thirty. Utah Jazz, Dallas Mavericks will be at 1 o'clock on Monday afternoon. It is my birthday tomorrow. I'm going to go celebrate. Good night, everybody. Happy birthday. Ladies, have you ever felt bloated for no